Good afternoon. Every so often, uh, there is a movie uh, that seems to be kind of the voice of a generation, right? Um, it seems to be like a movie that just kind of tells what life was like at that time in that particular space in our culture. Um, one of them that is a is a example for people that are much older than me um, was uh, the Breakfast Club in the '80s, right? Um, there's a I know I said that's the joke. I'm much older, anyway. Um, but the Breakfast Club in the '80s, right? Like you have the Greek, you have the, the the geek, and you have the jock, and you have the outcast girl, and you have all these different people that get thrown together in detention, and it's just like it's kind of like the anthem of the '80s. And, and okay, great, that's like my sister's generation. Um, for my generation, uh, the movie I'm convinced that really is like the voice of my mid 2005 uh, high school generation um, was Mean Girls, right? Um, some people don't have no idea what I'm talking about. Bear with me, right? Um, that Mean Girls movie is basically it goes through all of the different stereotypes of high school in the mid 2000s, um, and it, if you want to see a good social study. It's like understanding of what it was like growing up. Watch that movie and you'll see exactly what it was like mid-2000s in, in, in Central Lafourche High School at least, right? One of the things in the movie that I find is very funny is that, obviously, hence the name, Mean Girls, the girls are just terrible to each other. The guys usually are kind of t taking a step back, so we get a little bit of a pass. There are other movies that talk about us, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, but the girls are just terrible to each other and they go back and forth. Well, one prank in particular... Um, stuck out to me was that there's this like evil little girl named Regina George, right? She's a curse word throughout the entire movie. Um, and there's a girl who's going to get at her. Um, and this girl is going to, they're doing a few different things. They want, one of the things is she's cute and skinny and everything else. And they're going to try and make her fat. So what they do is, is they give her some protein bars that actually make her gain weight as opposed to lose weight. Because she's constantly saying, I'm trying to lose three pounds or something like that. Well, it, it's funny because she's taking this and with an intention that it's going to have a given result. She's doing something that she thinks is going to give a result. And what it actually ends up happening is she just spirals out of control. The movie goes off and it's crazy and it's a lot of fun, right? The, the reason why I bring that up is um, the... the the, the idea for us, oftentimes, when it comes to the concept of faith, is the more that we do, the more that we have. Let me say that again. The, when, when it, I think a misconception for most Christians is with faith, the more we do, the more we have. The more masses I go to, the more faith I have. The more novenas I pray, the more faith I have. The more rosaries that I pray, the more faith I have. The more I read my Bible, the more faith I have. What we do does not determine how much faith we have. What we do does not all of a sudden raise our level in how much faith we have. Faith, first and foremost, as a theological virtue is a gift. Those things help dispose us to receive the gift of faith, but they're not necessarily connected to it. Just want to be very clear. So today, when we hear in our gospel about this centurion, we hear about a Roman military official, and Jesus looks at him and says, 
you have more faith than anybody I've come across in all of Israel, in all of Jerusalem, all the scribes, all the Pharisees. You have more and a more genuine faith because you believe that I can do this for you. Not by visiting, not by touching, not by some kind of voodoo magic kind of trick, but instead, just by a word, my servant can be healed. I bring that up because for us, oftentimes I think we can go into these, we can, go, we can approach our relationship with God more as a scoreboard and less as a relationship. I've done this, I did this, I did this, I did this. God, did I win the game? When in reality, God freely wants to give us the gifts of faith, of hope, and of love. He freely wants to bestow it upon us. And very simply, all we have to do is be in a space to be able to receive. That's why today when we celebrate this Mass in honor of the name of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the reason why we bring that why we come to this mass and we why we exalt her name above every other name except Jesus right is because of the example that she was of opening her life to the grace and the gifts that God wanted to give her her faith was the most vibrant faith that ever existed outside of a divine person and it had nothing to do with what she did Instead, it has to do with how open she was. The fruit of her faith was her yes at the Annunciation. The fruit of her faith was her pierced heart at, the, at, the, at, at, the, uh, at Calvary. The fruit of her faith was being reunited with her son after the resurrection. But her openness is what we truly lean into. The openness is what we truly ask God for so that we can receive these gifts more perfectly from Him. May today, as we come to this Mass, may today, as we come to dispose ourselves to the gifts that God has for us, may we pray for an increase in our faith, so that we can be a little bit more like our Blessed Mother. Amen.